Previously on Exiled, Jubilee had been a member of the team, but when she was required to return to her home world for crossover-related reasons, she was brought back to life with her memories erased. Now we pick up to see what has been happening with the initial youngest member of the Exiled team. So we uh, start with a like scene of this long... Uh, northern country road somewhere in canada there's just like long patches of nothing like it's too cold out here to regularly farm and as the road starts to curve off uh you see a sign that says the pinery which is this uh provincial park up in canada and as the road starts to turn into this park there are there's just this endless sea of tall pine trees that were planted, and you notice a change in the soil as well, where it becomes more of a sandy base as opposed to more of a normal soil. And inside this van that's traveling, we have five figures. Uh, would you like to introduce uh, Jubilee again for the party? Um, okay, I am... Am I just introducing Jubilee or myself and Jubilee? Well, and, and, and okay, yourself, hi. And all right, cool. Um, I'm Bree Rudd. I'm a writer and cartoonist, and currently an extremely pregnant person. Um, and I am playing as Jubilee, a teen plasma blast specialist supreme, uh, and former member of the Exiles. Even though you don't know don't it, really yeah. Remember. Yeah, about a year ago, I think we had said, uh, Jubilee was brought back in an event uh, for Necrotia. She had previously died, except not really, because of a chili dog incident. And since coming back, what has uh, Jubilee been doing? Um, I think she's been kind of, you know, kicking around, trying to, trying to help people, um... Visiting her buds at Utopia every now and then, but mostly there are a lot of mutant teens that don't have super battle superpowers or super battle aspirations who like still need help, and there are organizations that do that, so I think she's been working with them. So you've been doing more of a retrieval and protect for some of the larger areas outside of like san francisco where utopia has been set up well and like i don't know more like a like a counseling sort of thing for just people who still just Mm -hmm. want to live their regular lives that is noble work there and one of the things that had happened uh when you were getting ready for this trip was the weather forecast ended up saying that it was going to be about 30 degrees colder than you all were expecting. And, like, it was supposed to be this nice, cool weekend, maybe in the lower 60s at night, but, like, 60s and 70s all weekend, it was supposed to be sunny, and instead, this whole weekend that you've been planning with your friends is going to be downcast, maybe even a bit rainy, and, like, closer to the 40s and 50s which is not the greatest thing for a, hey, friends, who I haven't seen in a while, let's get together and have fun. 
And so your normal pink raincoat, you decided to leave it behind. And in your closet as you were packing, you found this ski coat that you weren't entirely sure where it came from. It's very 80s, which fits your aesthetics as Jubilee. But uh, could you describe this coat? <laughs> God, can I remember how to describe this coat? It's like this giant, like, awful and gorgeous ski coat that looks like if the opening credits background for the Save by the Bell, like, early run of the TV show, collapsed in on itself and landed on a bunch of nylon. <laughs> and strangely when you had been brought back to life this was the coat that you were resurrected in which was weird because you never saw the coat before everyone is pretty sure that you had been buried in like a nice dress but that was nowhere to be seen and even stranger was inside the pockets of the coat was a set of keys and a pair of mysterious rings as well as a cell phone that looked like your cell phone but it it just acts weird like even if you don't have a signal you'll sometimes get like buzz you'll get buzzed for apps that you can't really open up and you'll get messages but when you try and find them you can get them so you have a more working cell phone but this was one of the things that because you had had it with you, and because you haven't really had to wear the coat up to this point, you just sort of left it in the pockets. And so you're sitting, would you believe be like sitting in the front seat or like in the middle or in the back row of this Um, I think Jubilee is all the way in the back so she doesn't get yelled at for the screen brightness while she texts. <laughs> uh... That sounds good. And then we'll quickly go over the other members of this uh, van riding party. Up front is one of your... Friend is sort of a strange word. Her name is uh, Monet Saint-Croix. And she has a personality. How would Jubilee describe Monet? She's kind of a stuck-up Miss Perfect princess. Like, we could have been cool, but no. I'm Monet, and I'm so serious all the time. Look at my super strength. And, like, look at everything else that she is. I mean, she's been on the cover of magazines, and... She... She will remind you every now and then. It's more of a friendly reminder. Or, well, not even... Friendly is probably the wrong word. It's more of a... This is how your relationship is. It's less bitchy now than it is just sort of her being very catty. Yeah. But you're still not super happy that she was able to make it on this trip. And since you've been graduated from Generation X where you'd met with her, she has taken over that team. Partially because it was a challenge and it was something that Emma Frost had failed at. And partially because in this universe, it did not end with several explosions and Banshee falling off the deep end. Uh, sitting up next to her in the front is Angelo Espinoza, whose name is Skin. And 
compared to Monet, who is essentially perfection, Angelo doesn't look great. He's got this pale gray skin, and it hangs off of him, and that's part of his mutant ability. He has about six feet of skin that he can use and control loosely. And on his face, he has a goatee, which... Is Jubilee a fan of Angelo's goatee? I mean, he's trying some stuff. I think it's cool. He's, like, doing him. He's... Yeah. And that's something that he's always been willing to do. Like, if there's one thing that Angelo can be counted on, it's... He's got confidence, which, considering his mutation, takes some doing. And he's been working over at uh, the uh, sort of Xavier spinoff, what the Generation X school uh, turned into as a mentor. He's not the super genius that Beast was for him, but he is caring and he's compassionate and he can definitely empathize. Uh, what is the Gen X school called? Or what do you think Monet would have renamed it? Oh, you think she ditched Grey Malkin? I think so. Um, God, I don't know. You're putting me so on the spot. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she would have named it after herself or anything. I think she'd feel like that's a thing that people will do after I'm gone. They'll name things after me because I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. But... Do you think she may have named it the Frost Institute just to put that jab in there? Um, hold on, wait, I forget, is, I'm trying to, like, line up my timeline, because if Banshee's dead by this point, she might name it after him. Oh, no. Uh, Banshee survived, but he, uh, went back into law enforcement. Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't think the Frost Institute, because there was also that other chick, the other Frost chick who was awful and the ruiner of everything. Yeah. Adrian. Yeah. Here she was shut down a lot more quickly, but, uh, you know, maybe it's just called the... Uh... Wait, hold on. Give me like a split second. I have to Google a thing. Yeah, it's the Thomas Institute. It's the Everett Thomas Institute. I had to find out his mm-hmm. last name. After yep. Sync. Yep. Uh, Sync still didn't survive in this universe because of unfortunate happenings, but it's been a few years since that happened. Yeah, so I, I vote she'd call it the Everett Thomas Institute. And so that's where Angelo and Monet work. Uh, sitting in the middle row of this van is a blonde-haired uh, girl from Kentucky... And her boyfriend, who's got uh, spiky black hair and a big bandana wrapped around his mouth. These are uh, Husk, Paige Guthrie, and Chamber, Jono Starsmore. And Husk has the ability to shed her skin and develop different powers from the different forms. She can also use this as a way of healing. And Chamber, meanwhile, has a essentially bio furnace in his stomach where he's able to blast energy out of it and as a result he's unable to actually talk or eat he doesn't really need to talk or eat for the most part and when he talks he does so telepathically with a british accent as well and you know that uh 
Husk and Chamber have been more or less a superpowered couple, working mostly in the San Francisco area, doing a sort of cloak and dagger type thing, helping mutants who need it, but not fully associating with the X-Men. And as the car continues to pull in, uh, there's a brief stop at the entry to the Pinery, which is this large, wood-styled, uh, like, three-story building. Apparently there's some variety museum in there, but, uh, Jubilee, who are you texting? Um, I'm texting some of my, ooh, actually, we're more or less present day right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm texting Laura Kenny. I think I've mostly got her into the whole emoji thing right now, so I like to keep up, check in, all that stuff like that. She has a specific Wolverine the animal emoji, like she paid down like she paid a few bucks to get that. And it doesn't work on everybody's phone, but she is very proud of that. Monet goes in, uh, makes sure that the campsite is reserved and then gets back into the car. And after another five minutes or so of driving on these like sandy paths, you get to the clearing where your campsite is. There's a like fire pit slash grill in there that probably hasn't been cleaned. And it's literally just this clearing in the midst of these very tall pine trees. They're maybe 30 or 40 feet tall. So you get the feeling that these aren't native pine trees, or at least these aren't like the massive pine trees you'd expect to see, especially out in California. And yeah, after about 30 minutes or so, uh, you guys have all of your uh, tents set up. And because it's Canada and because the drinking age is lower down here, uh, Angelo pulls out a six-pack of Canadian beer and uh, sits down. Hey, Jubasita! Do you want a cerveza? Um... Yeah, sure, why not? He uh, tosses you a can, and it's uh, Logan Lager, for lack of coming up with a better name right now. <laughs> and I mean, it's a decent beer. Has Jubilee done any uh, underage drinking in her adventures, or...? Um, only a very moderate amount. Like, she doesn't... I mean... She's freaking Logan's, like, daughter for all intents and purposes. She doesn't really see the point in getting, like, super crazy obliterated drunk. But, mm -hmm. you know, the idle beer every now and then. That's, like, once she hit about 17, that became no big deal. Sounds good. And so, Monet starts working on a fire, like, building this very carefully, like, constructed... Uh, like, setup that she read about. Yes, I do believe this would be a uh, excellent fire. But then, like, as she tries to, like, light the matches, the wind just keeps blowing them out, and so Chamber eventually walks up and just shoots out a bit of fire. And at this point, it's about 6 o'clock. It's about uh, early fall, August and you guys are just sitting around. And it's a bit awkward. 
uh, chamber and Hosker getting a bit too close with one another. Angelo's looking a bit bored and your phone battery is starting to drain. And so Monet's just like looking around trying to get some sort of like response from another person to start a conversation because she doesn't think it's necessarily dignified to do so. Okay. I guess I put my phone down and go try and chat with Monet. I haven't talked to her in, like, forever, so maybe she's chill now. Oh, Jubilee, uh, how are you doing? Um, pretty good, pretty good, you know, like, it's good to be out in the world with everybody and all that stuff like that, since everybody's all West Coasty now and I'm kinda not. <laughs> I know what you mean, that code is rather, uh, Midwestern, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Don't know where I got it, but, you know, makes a statement. Yes, uh, it, it does. It does. Uh, so, have you thought about coming back to the Institute? I, I guess I could be down with that. Maybe. Could check it out. What do you... Like, in what capacity? I, I'm... She pauses for a second, and you can tell she doesn't really want to say more. Oh, uh, I, I think Angelo could always use another hand around the school. And uh, Angelo looks up from uh, whatever he was doing. I think he was just, like... He had a stick, and he was slowly stripping the bark off of it with his uh, hands for something to do. And he's like, uh, yeah, I could use some more help around the school. I mean, I could maybe do that. That could be cool. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to work with you so that way you can continue your traveling ways. You know, maybe act as a sort of recruiter for the school like you've been doing, but actually bring people to us instead of leaving them where they are. Okay, we could do that. And time passes and Monet's seeming quiet and eventually uh, Husk and uh, Chamber uh, like stop their canoodling with one another and uh, come over and... Uh, Trying to get a good act. Trying to figure out what accent I'm going for. So, no, that's not, that's a bit too southern. I am totally drawing a blank on my, <laughs> on my accent core right now. It's awful. Boy, so Jubilee. That's that's Australian. That is not English <laughs> at all. By God. Perhaps running four side characters was not the best idea. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a challenge. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, no, we're going to wreck on Husk and uh, Chamber, so they're going off to uh, their tent. You can just let the accent be implied when they speak. Speak as you, and then everyone can take it as a given. 
that they speak with an accent. So just you, Monet, and Angela out there. Now, and the stars are coming out in the sky, and it it's quiet, but it's starting to get chilly. And eventually, like, you just pass the time with sort of small talk until it's time to get ready for bed. And the closest bathroom here is a good five-minute walk away. And so, like, as you're heading there, you notice that there's a, like, another big campsite, and there's a uh, kid running, uh, like, towards the bathroom the same direction that you are, and this kid has, like, two tiny horns on their head. Most likely marking them as a mutant. Okay. And, like, he, uh, turns to see, like, who's walking, and they're like, Oh! Huh. Are, are, are you Jubilee? I sure am. Is there a reason you know that, kid? Oh, like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the X-Men. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I, I'm a mutant, too. They say, and they, like, tap the uh, horns on their head. Very cool. Very cool. Also makes, I'm gonna be real, for a pretty awesome look. So, like, go you. They, like, have this big smile on their face. Uh, like, uh, what, what are you doing here? Just out camping with some pals, you know? Uh, Enjoying uh, the wilderness. I didn't know you got to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean... As I'm sure you noticed, overall, X-Men-wise, there's kind of a lot of us, so we could take a break from now every now and then. Yeah, well, I want to be an X-Men, too, someday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very cool, very cool. How old are you? I'm 12 right now. Awesome. So you got a few years, you know, mm-hmm. kind of chill out, have some fun, and then you can come out, you know... Join the school, learn how to do everything, learn how to, like, be the best XU that you can XB. It's a good scene. I've had a lot of good times. You really think I could make it? I bet you could, as long as you want to work hard and help people, you know? That's really the main criteria. This kid is just, like, dumbstruck at meeting you and, like, hearing this, and he, like, pauses... And he, like, runs back to his parents' campsite. He's like, Mom! Dad! I met... I got to meet Jubilee! And uh, they just start, like, babbling sort of unintelligibly as you walk to the bathroom, which is this, like, very basic place. There's some... There's, like, some very basic showers in each of the rooms, and there's bathrooms. It's not great, but it's much better than it could be. And so you get uh, cleaned up and uh, head back into the uh, campsite and fall asleep for a bit. And as you're sleeping, there's a scream that comes. Roll me a uh, reason check to see if this would wake you up. Okay. Let's see. All right. 
So now I gotta like figure out what that means. I got a 59. How is my reasoning? Oh my goodness, I forgot. There's like so there's like 17 things to look back and forth between. Okay, hold on. Bear with me. You survive the experience. All right. So my reasoning is excellent because I'm cool like that. Um. So I'm in the green. And uh, yeah. So you get up. You're you're still groggy as you wake up, and you hear the uh, screaming continue uh, from one of the other tents at your campsite. All right. Well, I mean, I head out to see what's up. Mm-hmm. Are you grabbing your coat and everything? Uh, yeah, because it's freaking freezing. I'd assume, having not been prepared for the weather when we packed, I slept with it over me anyway. Possibly on me. Yeah, like on top of your sleeping bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 So, like, as you step out, your, like, frost, or your breath turns into, uh, mist. And, uh, you notice that the screaming was coming from Paige and, uh, Jono's. And as you like walk over to it, you see this large shape that is hanging outside of the tent. Do I recognize it? Like, can I see what it is? It's pretty dark outside. You may want to. Okay, I do a little like plasma ball just to sort of light my way. Okay, roll me that uh, fireworks check. All right. So, am I? Freaking okay, hold on. Oh my god. Fireworks is um amazing for just light. So that Oh no, it automatically does like an amazing light, so you'd just be rolling for at one hundred. Yeah, but I so but I still have to know, yeah, the column so I know what that what, oh, what my roll gets me. Yeah, that would just so, go into yeah, the so it's uh, unearthly column. In the uh, what would it be in the unearthly column? Um, yellow. Okay, yeah. So you you've got light and you're in control of it, and you see a shape that looks familiar. It's this large humanoid creature with black skin and lar- long black hair. Is sort of the term that you describe it as. But it's not exactly hair. And you remember this figure as Implate. Though it doesn't make sense since Implate should be dead. Um, does he see me? Uh, he doesn't at first. But as soon as you get that plasma, his red eyes shift up to you. Okay. And he drops whatever he had been grabbing. I just yell really loud, Hey, M, Your brother's here! And then... I don't attack him yet until he does something. Just, you know... Because I'm very confused. Uh, he starts to walk over to you menacingly, and there's that weird feeling that you get when you're around him. Partially because of the, like, energy siphoning that he does. Partially because of that weird mutant detection field that he has. Mm -hmm. But 
unlike the implant you remember, this one doesn't seem to have the sort of asthmatic mask that he needed, like that uh, life support system. This is a much stronger looking one. And it moves over to you, and let's roll for initiative. So roll me agility. Um, and I am in the yellow. Okay, so you are going first, followed by the rest of Gen X, followed by Implate. I think I'm just gonna, like, throw a plasma blast straight in his face to start with, um, and let the light and noise that goes with that um, wake up the rest of the team. Sounds good. So roll me that uh, unearthly check. Oh, that was nice. Um, that is ah, still only in the very high yellow. I thought that would be red. Yeah, so you chuck this plasma ball and it hits him. It's like, it burns into him. Because you know that uh, Implade is not a person to mess with. And as it like hits him, he doesn't seem to be taking... Well, no, he, he, he's burned a lot, but he doesn't seem to be too bothered by it. Okay. That's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I guess I gotta hope the team comes out guns blazing. Yep. Uh, you hear Monet being like, I, I can get the zipper! As she's, like, struggling and skin is calling... No, you're you're moving it the wrong way. You've got the inner zipper. You need the outer zipper. Because they struggle to get the door of their tent open. And uh, Chamber is going to uh, make a check on Husk, who seems to be unconscious right now. And he's helping to stabilize her. So it is Implate's turn next. And... While he isn't too worried or he doesn't seem too damaged by the attack, he's going to make a move to get out of here. So let's see how his phasing works. Uh, yeah, he goes sort of camouflage here in the woods. You see, like, blue lines briefly light up across his skin, which is something new, and then he has that predator-type effect where it's very, very hard to see him unless you're looking very closely. And so, Julie, it is your turn again. Okay, well, I mean, I feel like we'll have better luck if we can see better in general. So I think I'm just going to try and, like, light up the whole area. Okay, so full-on, like, plasma mm -hmm. fireworks. Like, I want to light up the whole clearing. Preferably with, like, multiple bursts, because, like, then it'll work better. Yeah, I'll let you do that at a minus one column shift. Um, that's, like, totally fine, because I rolled a 100. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm good. 
Yeah, so you, like, essentially put up sort of stasis -y, uh firework blasts into the air. So it's bright as day out now, and he is going to have to make a uh, save to resist being blinded. And Jubilee, you'll also need to do that because this was a lot stronger than you expected. Okay. Um, where'd I go? Yeah. That's a 36. I mean, though, come on. I would have closed my eyes. I knew what I was about to do. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, you'll just be... Uh, you'll have to deal with a minus one column shift for the next round. Uh, Implate gets partially blinded, so he becomes visible again. And, uh... The people in the tents are still struggling to get their way out of here. And so that makes it Implate's turn again. And they are going to rush in another direction towards the bathrooms. Because that's sort of your way of identifying the routes around here mm -hmm. so far. Alright, I'm gonna... I just want to do like a targeted blow... To blow a hole in the door to skin and M's tent, cause I need them out here, so we can they can help me stop him. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll, you'll be at that minus one column shift, but uh, with your tiny explosions background, <laughs> you'll end up getting a. Uh, you'll be rolling that at shift Y. So okay, so and that means comfortably in the yellow. Yeah, so you're able to like get it. You end up blowing the zipper off, and they're able to just like quickly crawl out of there. All right, I tell them like stop him. There's people that way. Well, obviously, and uh, Monet. Gets up to start flying after him. And, uh... Skin is like... You alright, Jibasita? Yeah, I'm good. We just gotta, like, you know, save the people. Then there's Vaminos. And he starts running after. And, uh... You notice that he does not have any shoes on, which is going to make this less fun because there's sticks and rocks all over the road. Alright. And, uh, are you also going to check over on Chamber and Husk? Uh, yeah, since I've got them out and going. As you, uh, look over, Chamber is struggling to, like, wake Husk up. It looks like her skin has taken on a grayish tone to it. And she's just not waking up as Chamber's trying to, like, hold her in his arms and get her to wake up. And he like looks up and you see his and you hear his voice. She's not waking up, Jubilee. I I I'm not sure what to do. Um what did okay, so first off, what did he do to her? I I I'm not sure. He was holding her for a moment. Can you like Okay, so there's no gross way to 
like not gross way to say this. Can you like Husker? Yeah, peeler or whatever. He he sighs and is like Yeah, yeah. And he like starts peeling off a layer of her skin. And under that she looks much, much healthier. But she's still unresponsive. Okay, well, look, we need to get her out of here, obviously, but we can't leave this current problem unsolved. Um, okay, well, just take the car keys, take her into town, find a hospital, do what you gotta do. We'll take care of this, and, I don't know, have a, have a phone with you, we'll find you some kind of way, somehow. Understood, and he, uh takes her into his arms and starts running towards the van. We won't cut back over to the team since I'm playing everybody right now, but you've got that going on. So are you heading after him? And, yes. And are you activating your plasma form that you have that you sometimes forget about? Um, yes, sure. This seems like the perfect time to do that thing that I forgot existed. Yep. Cause you're the best version of Jubilee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you ignite yourself with the uh, plasma form, and uh, you're able to fly over there, and M meets you, and uh, the skin is uh, like turning back around. I don't know where he went. He, he, well, obviously he vanished, but I, he, he's dead. Look, I get that. I do. I do. But I mean. Who among us hasn't been at one point or another at this juncture? So, like, priorities. We'll figure out that part later. There's a whole family somewhere around here. We need to, like, watch them. Chamber took Husk. They had, like, she's out cold. They have to go to the hospital. So I just sent them away. We'll catch up when we can. But we have to watch those people. And as you say that, you hear another ear-piercing scream echo through the uh, woods. What direction is it from? Towards the restrooms. Okay. Um, I guess we all head that way. And as you head there, you notice uh, two parents who look similar to the uh, kid you'd seen before. And they're, they're like, just frantic. Where did he go? I don't know. He, he, something just picked him up and carried him off. And they they see you coming over, and it's like, oh, are 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 you all here to help? Yes. Are you those X Men? X Men adjacent. We're totally here to help, though. What happened? What's up? Well, we were uh, we were sleeping, and something came in and took Courtney, and I don't know where where what did that. Okay, took him which direction? Ah, uh, I think over towards the beach. All right, um, let's see. He, he points. I'm trying to think. Okay, so you guys, do you think we should all head that way, or should someone stay here with them? Uh, Angelo looks down at his feet. Uh, I think that you two chicas should, uh, be able to do this well enough on your own. All right, cool, let's roll. And, uh, so you and M fly over towards the beach, and where the tree stops there's a brief like road and then a 
parking lot, and then you get to a large set of sand dunes. And as you crest over the dunes where there's, like, beach grass growing out of there and other plants, there's a few warning signs not to mess with the beach grass or anything. You see the form of Implate holding the uh, child in his hands, or holding the child in his arms, and doing something. You, you have a feeling that Implate is probably feeding on the child's energy, as he needs mutant energy to survive on. Okay, well, I blast him. Okay, roll agility since you're coming from farther away. Okay, I forget what my agility is. Incredible. Okay, cool. Um, I am right at the high point of green. Uh, yeah, so you're able to blast near enough that uh, Implate stops and looks up, and you and M both keep rushing, but Implate drops the child and then starts staggering around on the beach and just looks very, very uncomfortable. And roll me a reason check with a plus three bonus, with a plus two bonus from your ex-vet background. Okay, and... Alright, give me a second. So that's... You said excellent is a plus three column shift? Uh, plus two plus column two shift. column shift, sorry. So incredible. Um, that is also low green. Yeah, you, you remember that Implate feeds on the bone marrow of mutants for energy. Gross. And you also remember something that happens very specifically to people who eat human flesh in Canada. Oh, bad and gross. As white fur starts to grow out of Implate's body. And it becomes some sort of Wendigo Implate hybrid. A Imdigo, for lack of a better term. And where there had previously been some sort of cruel intelligence behind the actions that it was taking. Now the Imdigo that stands before you seems almost purely bestial. On both of his hands you see large mouths that Imdigo, that uh, Implate used to feed out of uh, mutant energy on. And it sees you charging because you're glowing bright and in the darkness and it is going to start running towards you, so you'll have the first move here. Um, okay, so, uh, how many of, like, between the two mouths on his hands and then he has an actual mouth mouth, yeah. how many of those are pointing toward me right now? Uh, all Okay, of them. cool, because I want to, like, shoot plasma blasts down all mm -hmm. of them. Okay, uh, I'll let you roll that as a power stunt. You've got a hundred points of karma to use in this adventure, so... Okay. So that will cost, uh, ten points there. Okay. I am fine with that. And... Oh, nice. I rolled a 90, so, like, I'm super good. Uh, okay, can you roll me a d6? I can do that as well. That was a four. Okay, so 
like two of them hit, but then his right hand, as he was attacking with it, like it it swallows that plasma blast and it explodes in the side, and so that hand is at least for now taken out, and like you you are uh, badly badly hurting this guy right now because he's not in a good position for many reasons. Is the kid still conscious, by the way? Uh, you don't see the kid moving, but you're also a bit more focused on giant hairy murder machine. Okay. I feel like I'm a multitasker. I've been doing this a while. It's like walking and chewing gum at the same time, except not getting murdered and keeping other people unmurdered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. And Monet is going to fly in and try and punch Wendigo. Let's see how that works out. Oof. Uh, she had a good roll. Like, unfortunately, her punching is not super good. So she lands a punch. And Imdigo just seems to absorb it. Like, not even flinching from this punch. And it is back to your turn, Jubilee. Um. Alright, uh. I. I think I want to try and send another, uh, plasma blast down his throat. Okay. Uh, so doing that as a cold shot then? Uh, yeah. Well, because I have, like, the. I have the precision thing, don't I? The, uh, tiny explosions? Yeah. Doing it like that, I'll I'll just uh, have you use another ten karma for that, just because it's a very it's not a big target, but it's a hard target to hit. So I that. feel like I feel like I've had to hit hard. I feel like I've had to like precisely hit people like in the eyes while moving. This is he's a Wendigo with no reason. I say he'd be like doing a lot of growling and shit. It's a very yeah, big mouth, very open. But it's a more erratic pattern as well. Okay. Well, I am... Am I still in the amazing column for this? Yeah. Alright, just in the yellow. I got a 64. Okay, and then roll for damage at Unearthly. So I'm rolling a d100? Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> nice. I got a very good roll. I have a 97. So, like, I'm very, very <laughs> in the red. Uh, yeah, you, like, explode this hit in his mouth, and you, like, practically see fireworks shooting out of its eyes for a moment. Which is good and also horrifying. Eh, I'm good with that. But it is still up. It's, it's, it's paused because it is, like, had all of its senses blocked out. And uh, M is going to try and pick it up, mm -hmm. seeing as you've stunned it. Ooh, and she is effectively picking it up, and she says, Can you hit a moving target? Um, yeah, dude. And when she tries to throw him up into the air, he, like, knocks his arm back. Uh, she rolled a one on that uh, strength check. And, uh... It's getting a free attack on her, and oof, that is not going to be good for her. 
Uh, yeah, she is getting beat down to the beach, and Imdigo falls from the maybe 20 feet that he was up in the sky. And he is going to attack his sister. Um... And he's he's going to miss. Uh, Monet rolls out of the way, and it is your turn again. All right. Monet. Um, how far is any given person from him at this point? Uh, so the kid is maybe like forty feet away. He is towards the beach. Uh, in the middle point, about ten feet away from you is uh, Imdigo, and then like maybe. Two or three feet away from him is Monet. Okay, hold on. So he's in Monet's right by him. The kid's far away. How far is he from me? Like a good 35 feet. How far can I move in a turn? Uh, It depends if you want to focus on just moving or moving in action. Um, Just m- moving. Because, I mean, I'm in plasma form. So if I can just slam the fuck into him really hard, then I oh, can okay, attack so him you... thusly. Yeah, so you want to, like, bum rush yeah. him, essentially. Okay, uh, roll me a uh, check for your, uh, we'll say, agility. Alright, so, yellow. So, you, like, fly towards uh, Imdigo, charging, and you slam into him. Uh, Imdigo needs to make a endurance check, and no, you... you Take him by surprise. Like, he was planning on attacking his sister again, and you just come up from behind him, and, like, you knock him into the water from where you were standing. Alright, cool. And you, like, see the, like, parts of his fur that were burning, like, as he starts to, like, skip across, like, a rock. And it is... Monet's turn. She's going to get up and dust herself off. Ugh, I hate sand. It always gets everywhere. And uh, it is Imdigo's turn. And uh, Imdigo is going to try and just wait out there for a moment and heal. And it heals a little bit, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And you, you are, like, beating the heck out of this thing, so... Okay, so... Am I still more or less, like, how far am I from him now? Because you said that he sort of went flying off across the water. Yeah. Like, he's maybe a good 50 feet or so away from you. Alright, um... Hmm. I am... And he's in the water? How deep is the water? Uh, this is a lake. It is specifically Lake Huron. So, I mean, 50 feet in, shouldn't he be, like, underwater? Is he, like, treading water? He's closer to about 20 feet into the water, because you, like, hit him across the sand as well. But there's a lot of dunes, and uh, Imdigo's about 9 feet tall. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna slam him in the, like, general eyes, nose, and mouth area with the biggest, strongest plasma blast I can manage. Okay, so you're Jubilee fastball specialing it? It's not a fastball special. That is a team move. Well, that is a two-person yeah, yeah, move. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you are doing a massive... Uh, you're Kamehameha. Yeah, that I can sky. deal with. That I can accept. Okay. So, 
Um, they're uncanny? Unearthly? Yeah, that's a yellow. Yeah, so you launch this, like, massive energy firework at him, and you catch him in the face again. And he's taken more damage. He is really, really not enjoying this. And it is Monet's turn, and she's going to go over and check on the kid, who is breathing. He's just unconscious. And she uh, lets you know. The child is okay. Uh, you think you can finish him off? I mean, you know, help would be good. You notice a blue light shimmer in the water where Indigo is for a moment, and then it's gone. Both Indigo and the light. Okay. Um... Alright, well, I mean, I'd rather not do this because of, like, ecosystems and shit, but I'm just gonna mm -hmm. do, like, a plasma blast into the water where he last was to, like, superheat it and light it up, though. Yeah. So basically, like, I'm gonna burn him. Okay, uh, roll me a, uh, that will be a power stop. Okay. Because you're using in the abnormal way. Uh, but yeah, roll that. Um, is it a power stop? My like basic fireworks thing says light and heat. Yeah, but there's like normal light and heat, and then there's enough to boil okay. the water. And it's cold, and this is also a freaking lake. Alright. Um. So, unearthly though? Mm-hmm. Okay, well cool, so that's yellow. Yeah, so you, like, get it, and as that firework goes in, it even causes some of the water to explode as it goes. But you aren't seeing a trace of Imdigo in there. Um, okay. And Monet looks... I think that you uh, got him. We we should. If if he's still out there, I I doubt he's in any state to make greater plans that would require anything beyond a very basic rebuttal. So let's bring the child back and hopefully check on Paige. Okay, let's get him back to his family. Let's go. Maybe they can help us. Yeah. We can ride with them into town when they take him to get seen, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, as you guys fly back, uh, Courtney, the kid, wakes up. It's like, oh, oh. Y you saved me. Yeah, well, we try, kid. How you feeling? Uh, I, I, I feel... Good. He, he he briefly looks over to the large gash where uh, Implate had fed out of him. Except for that, and they faint at the sight of sort of gory gore gore. And uh, yeah, you take Courtney back to their parents, and they rush him 
And they also offer to take you to the hospital as well. And when you guys get there, you're able to find Husk, and Paige is already feeling better. I'll be it, it, that, that, this was a uh, strange camping trip, is what she manages to say as you sort of let her know what has happened. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, looks like everybody got out of it okay, though, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so are you, like, going to go back to the campsite? Or are you going to sleep in the hospital for the night? Um, I mean, I think we'd stay in the hospital for the night just to, like, make sure she's for real okay and that the kid's for real okay. Plus, as far as we know, this is the biggest cluster of mutants on hand. If he shows back up, I'd like to be near everybody. And... So as you are, like, sleeping in the sort of, like, visitor's area chairs, are you, like, sleeping across chairs, or do you have, like, two chairs pulled out, so your head is in one, and then your feet are in another? I'm just curled up in one. The chairs are decently sized, and Jubilee is a tiny, tiny person. You, as you're, like, sleeping, you notice a, uh, a vibration coming from your pocket. Okay, I check it. And it's that weird phantom phone that you had forgotten about. Uh, is it ringing? And uh, there is a text notification on it. Okay, I guess I read the text. It says, uh, your implate problem is resolved. My apologies. Um, I respond, uh, like, does it have, like, a contact name or anything? Uh, yeah, it says, uh, T-A-N-C-I-R. Okay. I respond, um, thanks, question mark. And then I send it, and then I I send a follow-up text that's like, so, who is this? You see, like the signs that they're typing and then they stop typing and then they're typing and they stop typing and uh then you uh get a reply back someone who owed you a favor and someone who knows that there are lots of people who care about you um i respond again and i say cool 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 um like a name though or a how you owe me a favor, that would be sort of what I'm looking for. You get more of the typing, not typing, typing, not typing. And it just says, Jubilee, I can't say much more right now, but uh, the rings are there, and hopefully someday we can talk again in person. Rings? And you... Yeah, there was the... Uh, no, I text that, that to him. Know. To them. Yeah. Uh, there's no reply. Like, it doesn't even give you the uh, received and, like, seen at message, which it was doing before. Um, I text an eye roll emoji, and okay, be that way, I guess. 
and start trying to click around the phone again to see if anything else will open. Uh, yeah, the uh, Instagram app opens up. Okay. Um, I scroll my timeline first, and then, like, do I, is it my normal Instagram username? It is, but it doesn't really have any of the photos that you've taken over the past, like, few years. I assume Jubilee is a regular Instagram user. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the photos that you've taken over the past year aren't there, but you see, like, photos of you flying towards what looks like the Hulk as you're doing a selfie face, and you see, like, photos of Warlock, you think, from the uh, New Mutants team, and, like, some just really weird stuff. You're in Canada, there's a picture of you and Wolverine, but it's, like, a different costume of Wolverine, and there's a gorilla, and there's another Wendigo that looks a lot happier. You, you're not entirely sure what these photos okay, are. Okay, um, what about my main timeline? Like, who am I following, and what are they posting? Uh, you're following, like, tons of people. Like, it seems to be some sort of auto-follow-back thing, and you're seeing all sorts of photos. There's, like, a bunch of people taking pictures with what looks to be like Kate Bishop wearing Namor uh, style briefs doing a uh, selfie with a duck face and it's like a Rachel Gray and uh, like a weird cat version of Dr. Octopus uh, there's like a picture of Fin Fang Foom vaping as Hercules looks on and laughs like there's Tons of photos in here. Okay, but, like, do they generally seem like the local and familiar versions of these no, people? No, these are all very, very okay. weird. All right. Um, can I scroll the contacts? Mm-hmm. All right, who's in there? Uh, it looks to be uh, Tansir, uh, Enchantress... Uh, Wendigo in brackets, big and friendly, uh, Gorilla Man, and uh, that's all you have. Oh, and you have uh, nerds, and you have some angry face emojis next to that. Okay, and then do I have any other like text messages stored on the phone? Uh, yeah, you've got some uh, from like the nerds. You've got one where it's like uh, you. Got, like, some that you sent to Gorilla Man, whoever that is, about, uh, something about a Hulk robot, presumably from those pictures that you sent before. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to send everyone in the phone a group text mm-hmm. that just says, hey, um... What the actual F? Does anybody know why I why I apparently know you? And as you try and send this message, the like message delivered sign has that failure to send pop up. Rude. And the battery on it finally seems to start to run out. Um. 
I mean, I'm in the lobby. There's got to be outlets. Do I have my charger? Uh, yeah, you have your charger for your normal phone, but this is like a really, really weird set of prongs. Yeah. Oh, boo. Okay, well, um, I guess I take out the, because I have the rings on me, yeah. right? Like you didn't take the stuff out of your coat. So you've also got the weird yeah. ring of keys that, like, you had looked the keys up before, and it was for mm-hmm. some country club in Canada that had closed down back in the 90s. Okay. Um, I think I put the rings on. And, like, when you do this, you notice one of them has, like, a T-shaped uh, impression on it, and the other has a T-shaped, like, I guess what would be the opposite of an impression? I want to say bevel, but that's just me thinking in terms of Photoshop filters, which is wrong. Like, <laughs> a relief? Sure. And, and they look like they... <laughs> one is, in, is, like, basically embossed and one is yes. raised, is yes. what you're going for, though. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like they can connect. Okay, well, I connect them. And... As you do that, a orange rocky like covering uh like goes all over your body. Like the thing has. Dude. Um Okay. I quietly make note of this, look around surreptitiously to make sure no one's paying attention to me. And then I guess I touch them together again. And it goes away. See if it undoes yeah, it, it. It goes away then. Okay, um, well, huh, do I know, since I'm in Canada, how far I am from this, like, defunct country club? Uh, like, looking on your normal phone, which will charge and is charged up, it's like a four, five hour drive. Hmm. Alright, who's, like, awake and around at this point? Uh, everybody is pretty passed out. It's been a long day. Um. I. Huh. You could fly there. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, you don't just ditch your team without saying anything. Mm -hmm. That's bad form. Um. Especially when there was, like, a villain on the loose. I wake up M, and I... Yeah, I wake up M. Uh, uh, yes, Jubilee. What, what is it? Hey, so I've got some seriously weird shit going on. Um, with, like... I don't know if you can have enough lost time to run a whole apparently fairly successful... A social media account, but that's where I'm at. Um, and I'm getting creepy random texts from people who seem to know me. Short version, apparently the thing with your brother is a non-issue at this point. So we're good, and we're safe. But I have to go check something out. So I'll be back in, like, the morning-ish. Probably. If you think I'm dead, just text me. Okay. Teens be, you, you you teens like texting. She says as she starts to nod off again. 
Um, yeah, so I grab my stuff and I um, look up the directions to the place and I head out. Of yeah. uh, by flying. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're able to get there faster because like Canadian roads have a lot of like not necessarily the opposite of detours. It's just like pointlessly wrong because they're large gaps of nothing and they decided not to build roads through them and you get to what used to be the country club now it is a like uh catering and event holding center mm-hmm. there's a large refinery next to it and they're they're shut down right now like there's a few spar uh there's a few sparse street lights out there and then you see out of the corner of your eye, a blue flash like you saw before. Okay. I cautiously go toward that. And uh, when you get there, there's a man just like sitting down in this like big purple or in this big green coat with purple gloves on, purple pants and purple boots and a uh, purple balaclava, the uh, hat type one, not the uh, scarf type one. He's like, ah, Jubilee, I I probably should have done things better, but that's that's sort of my brand at this point. Do I recognize him? Uh, roll me a reason check. Alright, um, my reason is excellent, so... Oh, that's a load of crap. The roll is, like, green. Um, yeah, you... The the colors make you think, like, King the Conqueror, but this is, like, wintertime fun King the Conqueror, and he doesn't have that blue face that King normally has. So you're, you're not entirely sure. Okay. So I just look at him sort of suspiciously, and I'm like... Uh, hi. You know me. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Hanser. Okay, so with the texting. Mm-hmm. Why do you know me? And what's with the literally everything? Long story short, you remember when you died. You, you didn't really die. You, you were saved at the last moment. And in your place, there was a doppelganger made to fill those perfunctory needs to basically have you declared dead and hopefully be forgotten. Well, not, not Um, forgotten, but rude. you wouldn't be required anymore on this earth. Okay, so then I went to other Earths? Mm-hmm. I, I I saw you ended up looking through the Instagram and I really should have deactivated the phone a while ago, but uh, are you happy where you are right now, Jubilee? I'd be happier if I knew what the hell I was doing in the meantime. Because I have a whole phone full of life that 
I don't understand. When when you died, you you were forcibly recruited to a team called the Exiles. And we had you on to try and restore order to the universe, try and get your place back in. And then that Necrotia bullshit happened. And so you had to be returned. But it, it's dangerous for a lot of reasons to let you return with all of your knowledge. And so I, I ask you again, are you happy with where you are? I guess. Then I, I don't want to disturb you more. Any any further information you have is dangerous. So then what happens now? Well, you, you're you not dead anymore, and I, I don't believe you have any plans of dying or eating potentially dangerous chili dogs. Okay... I'm still just looking at him really suspiciously. I feel like this would go a lot of ways that I don't like. So I, I'm going to leave you here. You're, you have your life. You're doing good things here. You're being the type of person who you always wanted to be. And so I have no... I have no reason to forcibly recruit you back onto the team. I can't even say that it would be saving your life anymore because that would be a complete lie and if I'm trying to have some sort of level of trust with you here even though that's ridiculous at this point I uh, I would not be starting in the right place for that alright so nothing weird no. I just go on about my biz right? yes okay can I have a charger for that phone? I, I I do need that one back. It's dangerous to know too much about what else is out there. You can keep the code. Counterpoint. Mm -hmm. I saw the pictures. I already know. So why can't I look at them? Because you might show other people. And because that raises many more questions. Okay, 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 hold on. Yes. Rando. Mm -hmm. Let's be real for a second. I've been, like, freaking secret keeping on the, like, non-mute, like, on the, like, day-to-day -day freaking, um, like, ident secret identities of how many people since I was, like, young enough to still watch Wizards of Waverly plays. So now, suddenly, I can't be trusted? Rude. He pauses for a second. I. <sighs> Your team always does this to me. Nobody else ever does. Everyone else is just like, oh, yes, we'll accept the information from the semi omniscient time master. Okay, well, I don't know who my team was anymore, but I would propose that maybe that just means that we're better. I'm sorry we're not the little robot babies that you find other places. We don't work that way, I assume. Okay. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you an option then, Jubilee. It's going to be me getting bullshit because I have power in this situation and you don't. You can hand me the phone and remember what you saw, or you can keep a broken phone that you're unable to charge and you just forget what you saw. It's part of a weird dream for you. Okay, take the phone, whatever. Just know that you're super passive-aggressive and sort of a tool. Here you go. And hand him the phone. Thanks, and enjoy the rings. And with that, he vanishes in a blue flash of light. Alright, um... I guess there's no real reason to do a B&E on a random banquet hall, so... Mm-hmm. I guess with him gone, I roll my eyes, sigh, and then head back to my friends. <laughs> the classic dancer response. And, uh, yeah, you get back, and it's about 8 in the morning or so. You're, you're tired because it's been a long day. But on the bright side, it turns out the weather predictions were wrong. It It drastically warms up into the... 70s so everyone goes out to uh swim at the lake so you are uh like sitting out on the beach next to him who is trying to tan it's still very downcast and these are not like the beaches where she'd pay thousands of dollars to go and visit which she's not super happy about but she's doing her darndest and she turns over so, Jubilee, have you thought any more about the job offer? Yeah. I think I could stand to go back to the school. It'd be fun. Well, thank goodness. I I was about to tear my own hair out there. All the kids and all the personalities, it, it, it gets tiring, so. Yeah, it's a lot to have to take on something like that. I'm glad to help. I'm glad to have you in my world, Jubilee. Pretty glad to have you in mind, too. And we, uh, like, do a pull-out from, like, the beach, and then you see, like, the ocean, and you see Canada, and you see, like, this camera continuing to zoom out past the Earth, past the solar system, and, uh, you eventually get to a uh, computer where Tansir is sitting back there on, inside a white techno-y spaceship, and he's like, well, that's about as well I, as I can do right now. And now I've got to go pick some goddamn apples. He closes the screen and we roll credits. Yay! And, uh, yeah, so since we didn't do the traditional, like, in-between, uh, like, the episode... Where can people find you? Uh, where can people find you? And anything else you want to say about what you've been up to? Um, I can be found on the internet at com and on Twitter as at OhNoBree, and that's Bree spelled B-R-I. Uh, I have two books that I released in the middle of this year. Um, one is a... Uh, work I did with Chris Ludden and Ginger D. It's called Pitched. It is a hundred plus pages of terrible movie ideas, too awesome for Hollywood. Um, it's 
beautifully garbage movie pitches, 90% of which the three of us would eagerly watch in theaters. Um, there's comics, there's like fictionalized text message conversations, there's movie posters, there's like little like movie trailer comics. It's awesome and hilarious and I'm super proud of it. Um, I also have one called Perfectly Normal Behavior. It is a collection of comic strips about snacks, anxiety, and snack anxiety. It is, uh, they're both actually available on Amazon and you can get them like paperback or in Kindle format and yeah, you can search my name on Amazon to find them or if you go to my website and go to the shop page, there's links for that and yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well, I have definitely missed having you on the podcast, but I'm glad you've been productive and been having a good time since. Yes. And it was good to, you know, come back, check in on my favorite explosion-making girl, see how she's been doing. Mm-hmm. And all the rest of the team dimension hops. Yeah. And uh, as shakeups happened. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's always room if you uh, have time to come back again for another adventure. I'm going to have a tiny screaming person living in my home in, like... <laughs> two months so i do not see that as a likelihood but thank you well i look forward to the birth of jubilation uh warlock sweet sweet boy (laughs) (laughs) and i'm luke your game master you can find me on twitter at at coltreg that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g or at lukehair.com uh exiled is a weekly podcast this is our Part one of our annual spectacular, where uh, we're doing three episodes this week with different focuses, but I definitely wanted to get Bree back on as Jubilee to try and check in. So, you know, maybe we have something to look forward to the next annual. Uh, You can find more out about this at xadpodcast.com, and if you enjoy the podcast, you can uh chip in as little as a dollar a month to get early episodes on our patreon we'll be back on wednesday with our second part of this uh annual special tuesday or wednesday i'm recording this like a month before these episodes go up so uh we'll we'll see what that final schedule is but thank you for listening and have a good week until Yeah, no, just have a good week. And thank you again, Brie. Thank you.